This episode was first aired during winter 2020 on Radio DePaul, Chicago's College Connection. Hi, my name is Demita Menezes. I am an international student studying in the United States of America. And for this season, I spoke with other students who have foreign experiences to learn about their culture and gain advice from moving continents to start a new life and get an education. This is Global Talks and Tunes. everyone and welcome to Global Talks and Tunes, a show that documents the experiences of international students in the United States of America. I am Demita Menezes, joined today with Saleh Akras. Yes, Demita. How are you doing? I'm great. I've had no, I've had a wonderful weekend, um, four-day weekend, so that was right. really nice. How about you? I had a good weekend as well. I got a lot of homework done. So yeah, Saleh, tell us about yourself, who you are, what you are, yeah. <laughs> everything. So um, my name is Saleh Akras. Um, I'm a Palestinian. I was born in the U.S. and then right when I was born, um, when I was around two years old, I went to Palestine, my home country. I lived there for eight years, nine years, something like that. Like I, I, I lived my childhood there. It was amazing, the best eight years of my life. Um, after that, I went on a bit of a journey. I went to New York for a while, for around a year or two. That's when I learned English. I learned how to speak it fluently, how to write English. And um, after that, I went back to Palestine another like two years and then um, I went to Dubai I had an amazing time there I lived like maybe four years uh, graduated from high school there which was really nice and then I came to Chicago yeah. I came to DePaul the best college I've been to because I haven't been on another college technically mm-hmm. and yeah that's basically my journey so far so you've been kind of bouncing all around across the globe I'd say yeah. yes yes I've been um, bouncing from here to there it's nice because I meet um, a lot of people from different backgrounds of different nationalities um, I would be considered kind of diverse because, you know, like I met, I, I lived in different places. I lived in different regions. I met different people. I was taught by different people from different countries. But yeah, I've been bouncing everywhere. And do you think that, you know, that keeps you unique from other people who are, you know, either from your home country or you know, anywhere else you've met in the world? I mean, technically, I believe that everyone's unique in their own way. Mm-hmm. Everyone has their own um own personality that makes them unique you know how they say every heart goes to the tune of the iron string you know mm-hmm. how like a guitar has its own iron, iron string each right. one has a similar sound uh, mm-hmm. a specific sound yeah so i believe that everyone's like that everyone is unique everyone is different in their way you know just like i'm different because i traveled many places some people are different because they lived in a place for a long time you know like and my my, my friends in, in palestine they're different because they know everything about it you know wherever you put them in palestine you know, it's huge. Wherever you put them, they'll know what to do. You know, they know mm-hmm. where to go. So I want to like start off by kind of going through your timeline and learn from exactly what you kind of been through for the point yeah, that you're yeah. here right now. Yeah. So let's start with Palestine. What can you tell us about Palestine that, you know, people either have misconceptions about? Tell us everything about Palestine that you can tell us about. Here's the first thing I would like to talk about Palestine. See, entering Palestine is different for people. You know, everyone thinks that you enter Palestine the same way, you know. Through the airplane, you go to Tel Aviv and then you enter it directly. It's different because, um, so some people may have a, a green card called the Hawiya in Arabic, right? Mm-hmm. And so if you have this card, you can't go with an airplane directly to Tel Aviv. You'd have to go to Jordan, go through the Jordanian bridge, through the Israeli bridge, and then you enter Palestine. Okay. So um, when I go to Palestine, it's a difficult process because, um, let's say I go from the U.S. to Palestine, it's a 14-hour airplane ride. Once I get there to Jordan, I have to drive an hour to the Jordanian bridge. And then it takes to, for me to get through the Jordanian bridge and through the Israeli bridge around 
six, seven hours. Okay. And keep in mind, this is all like you're in a bus. You get stopped every now and then to go through checkups. Uh, you know, they have to like search everyone, search everything. So it's kind of a hard process. And then once you enter it, to go from there to my home, in my hometown, it's a small village. It takes me around like an hour. Where I live, people think that like all the parts in Palestine are 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 going through war and and, mm -hmm. and 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 they're going through pain now that is true palestine is going through war and pain but there are safe places you know like for example the the, the village where i lived it was perfectly safe i lived there eight years i w wasn't harmed a lot by the war of course like the israelis the would come down to our village every now and then we would have some problems but i mean in the end like it's a country facing war mm -hmm. and um for the people that live in my village we're living under great circumstances you know we're living in peace we're living in harmony um we're trying to help uh the others that are not as fortunate as us um of course like other places near gaza near that uh re area region they're going through a tough time uh they're mm -hmm. going through a hard time uh we can all we can do is basically pray for them and try to help them in any way possible Absolutely. um yeah and if you go there, you'll see a lot of things that you don't see anywhere else. The most thing that I love there is is how beautiful it is. I can't take my eyes off the mountains, off the trees, off the fruits and the vegetables, off the kids playing, everything. It's just, it's where I find myself in peace and harmony. It's where my heart rests, you know? Mm -hmm. Once I enter Palestine, I feel like I am home. Another thing that I love about Palestine would be the weddings there. <laughs> They're very nice. Um, we have a cultural dance, of course. It's called the uh, Dabka. Mm -hmm. um, it's, it's, it's amazing. I personally love it. I learned to do it when I was around five years old. And ever since then, I've been doing it at weddings wherever I go. Is that the kind of dance where the men gathered around playing with the sticks? Yes. Is it that one? Yeah, it's, it's, okay. that one. it's like you don't have to be carrying a stick. Like the, the lead the lead dancer, like he can't be carrying a stick, but like we hold hands together in a line okay. and we all would have to do the same moves. Like it's not anyone doing what they want or what right. like, there, like there's a rhythm. rhythm. Yes. Right? Okay. So you have to listen to the beat and you have to listen to the song and each song would have like a different dance, mm -hmm. you know? But yeah, that's amazing. And I personally love Palestine. I go there every single summer. I hope to go down this summer. Not very likely. But yeah, it's amazing and I really love it. And yeah. So for our listeners who don't know where Palestine is, could you like locate where Palestine is on the map? Yeah. So um, if you guys know the Middle East, so it's usually, uh, so it's it's near Jordan, Syria, uh, Egypt. So you have to the right of Palestine, you would have Saudi Arabia, Iran, all those countries. To the left of it would be Egypt. And then um, it's like near uh, Jordan and Syria and all those places. Right. Egypt is closer to it than um, Saudi Arabia, for example, or that. So it's like near that area. So culturally speaking, what is Palestine known for? Like, the, what kind of food do you all have? Yeah. We would be considered, of course, we're, cons we're known for the, our olives and our olive oil. Mm -hmm. We make um, a lot of olives, a lot of oil. We have a lot of olive trees there. Um, our, our cultural food, it would be considered uh, two types of food. One of them is Jordanian-Palestinian. It's okay. called the mensaf. mensaf. So basically, yeah, it's, um, it's like it's, uh, on the bottom is bread. And then comes rice, and then on top of it, it's usually meat. Mm -hmm. And then yeah, and then we we have is the, it we mutton, have a special like suit. mutton meat, lamb, or yeah 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 okay. like lamb. It can be I mean it can be any type of meat basically. Okay. And then another one would be msakhan. So that's basically <laughs> just bread with onion and then uh, chicken. Like a pizza, kind of. Kind of like a pizza, yeah. It's, okay. it's, it's a Palestinian pizza. You can think of it right. that way. Okay, yeah. Palestinian um, pizza. It's, pee -pee. it's amazing. Everyone loves it. Like if you can't, you cannot love it if you're not if you're not Palestinian. It's just amazing. Okay. Um, my mom makes it for me all the time whenever I want it. So yeah. Oh, that's sweet. Yeah. So how did you move from Palestine to New York? And okay. How old were you exactly yeah. when you did that move? So um, so here's actually our story. So um, if you live in Palestine, it's hard for you to make a lot of money. Mm -hmm. You know, whether you're a doctor, an engineer 
or you work as a chef or whatever it is, it's hard for you to make money, right? Mm-hmm. So um, we're a big family. We're a family of 10. Wow. We have, yeah. We have four boys and four girls wow. split perfectly between. Bless um, your mom. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Um, so, of course, my dad wouldn't be able to keep up with all the expenditures and all the expenses if he worked in Palestine. Mm-hmm. So uh, my dad has always worked in the U.S. That's why as a child in Palestine, I, I grew with my mom. My dad would visit us every three months and it would be amazing. He'd stay away for like three months, four months, and then he'd come back and stay with us like two weeks and we'd just have that time of our life. Mm. But yeah, so um, after a while, he decided he was sick of it. He said he decided that this is too much. You know, he can't stay that far from his family. Okay. So he told us we're going to go to New York. So the first time we rode a, uh, an airplane, it was it was very fun. The full um, family, the full ten of yeah, y'all. Yeah, the full, <laughs> <laughs> all of us wow. together. Uh, we should have seen the airplane. We, we Everyone brought like a, a bag full of snacks for, for, like I brought a bag full of snacks right. for myself. My brother did the same thing and everything. And we'd eat and um, we made it into a party. We took a full <laughs> roll in an airplane. We'd pass around snacks and candy. And we, we, were, we weren't that quiet because we would uh-huh. like laugh and joke a lot. But it was, it was an amazing ride. Uh, the flight attendants loved us. They kept bringing us snack and food Which and joking with us. Which airline was this? Emirates? Uh, it was Alia. That's what I remember. Alia? Okay. Yeah. All right. Um, so, yeah. And then uh, we went to New York. I went to a school called JFK, John F. Kennedy. Um, it was a great school. I personally loved it. People were really, really kind there. I think this was in grade three. Of course, it was really hard for me to adapt at the beginning because I didn't know the language at all. Mm-hmm. So I would go there and I wouldn't be able to understand what the teacher's saying, what I'm saying, what anyone's saying, you know. Yeah. But of course, I took ESL class, English second language. Mm -hmm. It didn't take me a while to learn it. Uh, It usually takes around like three months to learn a language. It took us like, yeah, about that time. We learned it quickly. We adapted. It was nice. Um, And I honestly loved uh, New York. We went back and forth from New York to New Jersey. But yeah, it was was a really nice experience. And I loved uh, the first year I lived in the U.S. basically. So were you in the city of New York City or just like in the state of New York? No, not not in the city. Okay. Yeah. So how did your father like? Was it was he on a visa or something, or how did y'all move? Yeah. So we because we were all born in America, we all had the American passport. Oh. Yeah. Okay. So my father had the American passport. My mom had it. Every every single one of us, we were all born here in Chicago. Mm-hmm. So we all got it right when we were born. That was very convenient for us because we didn't have trouble traveling. Right. You know, m- many of the people in Palestine who can't get out, the main reason is because of the uh, passport. You know, it's hard mm-hmm. for them to leave. But I mean, thank God we were fortunate enough to be able to travel. Absolutely, yeah. So, how many years were you in New York? About a year. About a year, and, a year, and yeah. then you guys kept like going back and forth. After that, we went to Palestine for a mm-hmm. while, and then um, we visited Chicago uh, like every now and then during the summer. But after that, we went to Dubai. So why Dubai? So uh, my dad, uh, you know how I told you we went back and forth to Chicago like in the summer every now and then because my dad moved from New York to Chicago. Okay. Because um, like that's where most of our village lives, the people from my village. Okay. And like he's got a better job opportunity, so he traveled there. After that, my dad told us we're gonna go there in the summer. So we went through the summer in Chicago. It was really nice. Uh, we loved it. And then my dad, uh, he he decided that he wanted to raise us in a, in a in a Muslim country, you know, because we're Muslims and everything. Yeah. So he said, because we were eventually going to move out of Palestine. Okay. My dad wanted us to get a different, like we, he wanted us to learn in a different country. He knew that like like college is stronger outside of Palestine, you know. So he wanted us to get a degree outside. So he decided he'll go to Dubai. He got a very good job opportunity there. He traveled there. We went there. It was it was really nice. Um, of course, adapting there was easier than adapting to the U.S. Mm-hmm. because they speak your language with a different accent. Right. Now, their accent is kind of complicated. It's not the same accent that we have. But in general, we loved it. They were very welcoming. My first 
couple of months, it was hard understanding people. But like the circumstances that we lived there was really nice. The people were the people were incredibly nice. I really loved them. From there, I made friends that right now I call brothers. You know, I've been with them for like five years. They're the best people I've ever met in my life. In general, in general life, there was very safe. It's 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 the safest place I've ever lived in. I mean, uh, I w- I would always love to take night runs. So I would go like late night and I would in take Dubai, a run. In Dubai, in the hot yeah, though, yeah. Like you would be able to. Yeah, exactly. Because like at night, it's not as hot as it is in the. Except maybe in the summer, because the summer gets. No, really in the summer, in the summer we wouldn't live there. In the summer right. we always go to Palestine. <laughs> okay, okay. Because like the summer in Palestine is amazing. It's it's, mm. it's not hot. It's not cold. But yeah, like during the winter, like at night. It would become maybe like 20 degrees Celsius. Right. I know Celsius. I don't know if you're in height. That's totally so, fine, yeah. yes. I think so, 20 um, degrees Celsius is about like, I want to say 60, 50, 60, 50, something 50, like that. Yeah, yeah. Something like that. So um, we've, uh, like, I would go out and run at night and it would be perfectly fine. It was a really safe place to live in. You were in Dubai for how many years? Five years, Five right? years, yeah. And you were 12 when you migrated to Dubai. Yeah, something like that. Did your high school in Dubai, basically, right? Uh, it was my middle school and high school. Like it was a continuation of middle school, yeah. So after you got down with Dubai, how did you get to Chicago? All right, so um, my sisters, they wanted to study uh, college in Dubai. Mm. They didn't want to move to America. My dad told them that studying in America is stronger. Like um, for, yeah. for school, school is stronger in, in Dubai. Mm-hmm. It was way stronger. It was very, very strong, very hard. The college isn't as strong in Dubai as it is here in the US. But still, my sisters, they love Dubai. They said, we'll stay there, we'll study there. My eldest brother, when he graduated from high school, he told my father he wants to come live here and study here. My father loved the idea. He told him, yes, go for sure. Uh, the U.S. will have more opportunities. He's studying dentistry right now. Mm-hmm. So um, so he came here and he started living here alone. After that, my second eldest brother, he graduated from Dubai and he came to the U.S. and he started studying here. Okay. I personally, when it came to me, hands down, I was going to go to the U.S. Because I know like for my future, like especially for a finance major, it's better for me to study here. Because like here I'll have more opportunities. I'll get I'll get internships. I graduated. I was before graduating from high school, by like six seven months. I started looking to which college I wanted to enter. I told myself that I'm go- either going to go to UIC or DePaul. It was more of UIC because my brother he goes there. Mm-hmm. So um, my brother Mo he told me come to UIC. You know it's very strong. We'll be able to go and live together. It'll be amazing because we live in the suburbs. Right. So like we'll be able to go and live together. I said sure I'll go to UIC. I applied through um, a website called, I think it was My College or something like that. Okay. Yeah, so I applied through that college. I got accepted. They gave me a scholarship. I got the honors program. Everything was going well. I really liked it. I liked it, you know. And then before I accepted the deal and everything and I accepted going to UIC, um, I was talking to my friends here. And one of my cousins, he told me, like, what's your plan? Where are you going to study? I told him, um, I'm going to study at UIC, um, business major and everything. And he told me, try applying at DePaul. You know, he said, if they give you a scholarship like UIC does, you know, go for it because DePaul is very stronger. I was like, sure, why not? So I applied to DePaul. Um, they gave me like maybe a 60%, 70% scholarship. So uh, I said, you know, it's it's good enough. So I texted my cousin. I was like, hey, I got this, this and that. You think I should take it? He told me definitely. He told me go for it. As a business major, this will be perfect for you. DePaul is way stronger than UIC. After doing a lot of research, I realized that DePaul is better for business. Mm-hmm. So I told myself, you know what? I'll go to DePaul. So I graduated from there. I came to DePaul, had my orientation on August 5th. Mm-hmm. So I, I, I came here on August 1st. Right. August 5th w- was my orientation. Um, the jet lag was really annoying. Uh-huh, for yeah, sure. I was always sleepy during the orientation. Yeah. I even think like I slept during a lecture or something mm-hmm. during the orientation. It was horrible. 
but yeah, um, but yeah, I'm very happy I chose DePaul over UIC. DePaul is on for business for business majors. Yeah, it's so strong, and I really like so it. So this is your second quarter at DePaul, right? Yes. And how are you finding it? Like coming to Chicago again, and like you know making friends, the curriculum, mm. the school, yeah. everything. I'm a people's person, you know. I love I love meeting people. I love talking to people. I love meeting people of different nationalities, different backgrounds. So when I first came here. You know, I'm a boy in the city of Chicago that knows nothing about it. You know, I've never mm-hmm. even been here. I'd say the first people that I was friends with were the people in my architecture class. Okay. Um, so this was our Discover program. Uh, okay. um, so we have to, we had like this was my first class. It was on a Friday. We had to get in groups and like like look at the s- syllabus and everything. And so I made a lot of friends there. Uh, some of my friends that I met there, I'm taking like three classes with them or four classes. It was easy for me to make friends because, like I said, I'm a people's person. And because I traveled so much, I got used to meeting new people and becoming friends with new people, you mm-hmm. know. Uh, when I first came here, I also kind of felt lonely because, like, the first week, like, it was hard to, like, talk to people. Especially because, like, people in college, like, you know, they all come and they're, like, they want to keep to themselves. You know, right. they're not trying to socialize a lot, you know. Mm-hmm. But, um... But yeah, like after the first week, I easily made friends. It was very nice. My first quarter was amazing. I got a 4.0 GPA. Uh, I really liked it. I made a lot of friends. And then now this is my second quarter. And every si- I'm taking five classes again. And every single class, I know like two or three friends that are in that class with me, you know. Mm-hmm. So um, it was really easy to adapt and it was really nice. And yeah, things are going pretty well so far. Great, that's good to hear because I know that many people have hard like you know adjusting mm-hmm. to like making friends yeah. and stuff like that. Because yeah. I, mean, I I don't want to make a generalization, but like Americans tend to be like kind of narrow when yes, it comes yes, to yes, yes. you know yeah. socializing and stuff like that. Like even for me, I had the same experience. You know, I you know found it hard to like make friends because everyone just like yeah. come to class on your phone, attend the class, and, and then shoot leave. out as yep. soon as the time is you know done. So mm-hmm. it's like very hard to you know get out there. Exactly, yeah. and, and that was that was a point. Like I would go there, and I tell a lot of people like. They come to class, they just focus on the class, you know, whether they're on their phone or they're focusing on the class, finish the class and just straight go home, you mm-hmm. know. The worst part about it was like the first week, I had to eat lunch alone throughout the whole first week. Uh-huh. And that sucked because like, I'm, I'm not used to being alone. Like okay. back in Dubai, like we were, because I, I was in a private school, it was, um, it was like small classes. Everyone knew each other. So I would always be with my friends, you know. So like I had like a lot of friends that I came here and I just don't know anybody and I'm eating lunch alone and everything and I wasn't used to it, you know. Yeah. So the first week was lonely. But then after that, like what I what I did was personally, this is how it worked for me. I, I sat down and I observed. I saw like who was who's the person that would socialize, who's the person that would keep to themselves because I don't want to go over people's boundaries, you know, and like mm-hmm. force them to be my friends. Yeah. So after I sat down and I observed, I saw like there are many people out there that like want to make friends. You just have to look for them. Mm-hmm. Once I found them, it was very easy. I just sat next to them in class. We talked a little bit, and that's how I like made most of my friends so far. That's good to know. Mm. Hey, y'all. Welcome back. You're listening to Global Talks and Tunes. I'm Demita Manezis. I'm here with Saleh. He's from Palestine. Yeah. So, all right. We were talking about, you know, making friends and stuff like that. So, I want to yeah. bring up one misconception that people have about Arabs. Mm-hmm. Do you have a lot of Arab friends? Is it predominantly yeah. <laughs> Arab or is it so, American? Um, is it mixed? Yeah. So, so here's the thing that people think. People think that um, Arabs, it's easier for them to make friends because... Um, all Arabs know each other and like they'll be able to be friends easily but I mean that's not totally true like when I came here the I only made one Arab friend her name is Lena I met her in accounting she's a really nice girl but yeah, like besides that like I didn't have any I didn't make any Arab friends my friends were diverse you know Um, I had a Mexican friend uh, her name is Steph also met her in accounting I made two Indian friends one whose name was Pavan the other one's name is Terth. Um, really nice people 
Uh, I also have Ukrainian friends, Russian friends. I met like the people that I met were very diverse. That's why I liked it. That's why I liked DePaul. Mm-hmm. Like in my class, it was very, very diverse. You know, the only other Arab person I met was just one person that was in accounting class. And besides that, like I just met people from all over the, all over the world, which was really nice. Are you part of any student organizations, you know? I am. I'm a part of a student organization called SJP. I don't know if you guys heard about it. Yeah. It's called Students for Justice at Palestine. Oh, okay. Gotcha. Yeah. So um, it's a really nice organization. Um, I was just promoted to treasurer like a week ago. Congrats. Um, Yeah. Thank you. So it's a really nice organization. I really like getting involved, especially when it's anything regarding Palestine. Mm -hmm. So you definitely miss Palestine. Oh, yeah. Definitely. Definitely. I can't wait till I go back there in the summer. What about food? How do you handle the food and everything living in America? Yeah, so here's here's something that's kind of hard. So um, I'm a Muslim, right? So when I eat, it has to be halal. Halal? Yeah. Yes. Okay, so, for our people who don't know what halal is, do you want to explain what that is? So, I mean, us Muslims, we can't eat all the types of food out there. For example, like it has to be halal. So pork, we can't eat it. Um, uh, like anything that has gelatin, uh, bacon, any of that, like we can't eat that. Um, we can eat regular chicken. We can eat uh, beef. Uh, there are other like specific stuff. I don't want to dive deeply into that. Mm-hmm. But yeah, so... um. That's that's been that was hard because like in Dubai everything you'd eat would be halal right um where wherever like whichever restaurant you went to it would always be halal because it's a Muslim country mm-hmm. when I came here of course it's not the same so um I had to be very careful with what I eat and where I eat that's why for like the first week I would always have to go to either Subway or Chipotle only like these were the only two places that I went to basically because they were the places that I know like what's being put in my food you know because like Chipotle you're choosing what you want to eat same thing with subway right. so i that's that that was like what i that was that was basically the only two restaurants that those were the only two restaurants that i ate from later on i started um going down to chipotle i take like a train stop down because like because it gets boring after a while you know eating the same type mm-hmm, of food and everything sure. i mean it's fine some days i just prefer not to eat outside and i just eat at home when can i you go cook, home like palestinian food uh, yeah I, I can cook i'm not a professional cook but right. i mean i i have learned uh, how to cook some stuff my sister lives here with us so she cooks for us most oh, of the time okay gotcha yeah. gotcha so you've got that uh, she got her mm. as a thing yeah yeah so you don't have to miss food as much <laughs> exactly i mean it's either that or pizza pizza is just my favorite pizza food. i love pizza. do you live on camp you live with your family right yeah so i live, live on- off campus so my parents and the rest of my brothers and sisters live back in dubai it's me and my two older brothers and my two sisters. We live here. We live in the south suburbs, uh, a suburb called Burridge. It's near Naperville, if you guys know where that yeah, is. Ever. But um, so it's usually like an hour drive from there to here. So you drive here every morning? Yeah, so what happens is my brother, since he goes to UIC, we instead of taking two cars, we just take one car. He drives to UIC. He drops me off at the train or at DePaul, depending on if we're on time or late. If we're late, I usually he usually just drops me off at the blue line. I take three stops down to DePaul. If we're on time, he just drops me off at DePaul directly. And it's very convenient. So either that or I sometimes take the Pace bus. So the Pace bus takes me directly from Burridge to downtown Chicago. It even takes like 45 minutes because the Pace bus rides on the shoulder. So mm-hmm. that's very convenient. So would you say that you like the city of Chicago? <laughs> oh, I love it. Yeah. city of Chicago is incredible. The more I go with my friends, the more I realize how beautiful it is. I still haven't discovered all the places. I still need to go to places, but um, uh, for the, for the most part, it's amazing. It's incredible. Uh, it's a really beautiful city, especially at night, and I love the skyline. Yeah, which is your favorite tower? Uh, I still haven't looked at all the towers. Okay. Um, I'm not sure, but I mean, I don't know their names exactly. But like, I've been on maybe four or five. There was one that I went on 
like with we didn't even make a reservation or anything. We just went on it, and that was crazy. Okay. But um, but it was nice. But yeah, like I I love the towers. Um, it's a really beautiful city. It reminds me a lot of Dubai because of the skyline. Because yeah. also there, there's like a lot of buildings. So I've had a different experience of of Dubai than you've had because I was born and brought up there, and I, and I yeah. lived there till 2012, and that's when you entered in yes. there, and you've lived your life over mm-hmm. there. My view of Dubai is basically at that time it was kind of developing, like the skyline yes. was developing, yeah. and like now it's like the most luxurious tourist spot mm-hmm. that, that is there on the face of this planet. So what is a, what is it about Dubai that attracts people and like whatever what have I what have I missed basically? What makes Dubai special? Dubai, well, first of all. If you would go down to the city of Dubai, the most thing you'd see is the tall buildings. The buildings are really tall. They're very beautiful. If you get a chance to go to Burj Khalifa, I really would advise you. It's an amazing, amazing view from the top of there. Right after our graduation, my friends and I, we went there. Went to the, not the tallest floor. You obviously can't go to that. But I think we went to floor, I forgot which number exactly. But we went to the top and the, the view was just amazing. It was so beautiful, so surreal. I loved it. You would even like feel how strong the wind is and you'd even feel it colder because the higher up you go the colder it gets yeah. but um, yeah, but if you would go there I would advise you to go to Jumeirah mm-hmm. so Jumeirah is the place like near that like it's basically in downtown Dubai you can consider it that um, it's, it's a very beautiful place um, you would see everything there you would see like different types of food from different countries you would see different types of creativity it's just so beautiful in all of its ways even if you'd go to the malls like Dubai Mall Dubai Mall has like seven or eight floors. And, and I think it's the biggest mall in the yeah, world. Yeah, it is also biggest. It's the biggest mall in the world. I think it has eight floors and then 10 floors for parking. Mm. Um, it, it's a really big place. Uh, I love it. Um, like every single weekend, my friends and I would go there. There's so much to do. There's so much to do. It's like a whole world of activities and fun and shopping and everything combined into one building. You mm-hmm. know, like you can't get bored when you go there. But I do have to add something. You probably need to have a lot of money to be able oh, to go yeah. there, right? Yeah, for sure, for sure. Yeah. I mean, if you don't have a lot of money, living in Dubai is going to be hard. Yeah. I mean, you don't have to have a lot of money, a lot of money. You don't even spend a lot there. Like, you don't have to spend a lot there to have fun. But, um, yeah, like, living there is obviously expensive. Mm-hmm. Uh, near Dubai is Sharjah. Sharjah, you don't have to spend as much money to have fun. Um, Sharjah is an amazing place. Uh, you'd find most of like most of the people that live in Sharjah. It's uh, for the people that don't know. United Arab Emirates is con- is like made up of seven emirates, mm-hmm. right? And the emirates are kind of like small cities or like small states in that in that sense. You I can guess. think of it as small states. I mean, yeah. Dubai itself, like it's a city. She, she, listen, like Chicago is almost as big as Dubai. Dubai isn't even that big, mm-hmm. you know. Um, but yeah, like each one, you can kind of think of it as like a city. Like they're not even that that big. It's you know? like city states. You yeah, know? Ci- kind of like a city state. There are seven of them. Dubai is the most famous one. Because Dubai, you'd mostly find the locals live there, right? Whereas Sharjah, all the people that are from the Middle East, like um, Syria, um, Palestine, Iraq, they would all mostly live there in Sharjah. And it's a, it's a nice place. Half of my friends used to live there. You know, but there's one thing that I I kind of I guess. I mean, it's been a while since I've been there, but I, I was in Dubai, I think, last summer mm-hmm. visiting my mom. And I noticed, like, this is something that I've understood. Like, I feel like the Arabs kind of tend to stay, or, or even the Indians or the Desi people kind of tend to stay away from the Arabs and vice versa. Mm-hmm. Like, I feel like you have a different experience of Dubai than I do. Like, I've kind of been around the Desi community, like Pakistanis, yeah. Bangladeshi, yeah. Sri Lankans, Indians, and, like, Arabs are, like, with themselves, you know, yeah. in their ecosystem. Yeah. So here's the thing about Dubai. Um, the basic truth is that there's so the classes they can't be mixed. You know, mm-hmm. like that. That's how. That's how they basically take it. The Arabs tend to stay with the Arabs. The the in the Paki, uh region would stay together. You wouldn't see a lot of them being mixed together. I mean, in my group, it was only 
I mean, most of it was locals. Like seventy percent of my 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 gang, or like my my not gang. It's not a gang. It's like <laughs> my, my brothers, basically. Your squad. Yeah, my squad. Yeah. Um, uh, like half of our group, more than half of it, like seventy percent, was like locals, and the other thirty percent was like from Syria and from Palestine. You know, but like I said, like you wouldn't tend to see the 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 basically different levels get mixed up, and I hate that honestly. Yeah. I mean, like I'll give you an example. My my economics teacher there, I took economics. He was from Pakistan, right? And he would walk to school. He lived right next to school. And every day he'd walk to school, you know, like, it would take him a while to cross the street because the cars would be going by so fast and no one would stop for him, you know, because, like, by the clothes that he wears, he seems Pakistani. Oh. And then during National Day, um, the teachers were, were like, they, they could wear whatever they want. He decided he'd wear a kandora, which is the the tall white uh, right, cloth that right. uh, locals wear. And once he wore that, like, the people who would drive by, they would, they would think that he's local. And so that was the best day he crossed the street. Like, it was so easy oh. for him to cross the street because, like, everyone, like, instantly stopped once they saw him, you know, because, like, they treat people differently based on where they're from. That's how I feel. Yeah. Mm. I've noticed that as well. And that's kind of one of the reasons why I kind of developed a sort of distance from Dubai because mm. I felt like there was discrimination towards people of, you know, different, I mean, depending on the countries and areas. Yeah, yeah. I feel like also, like, if an American or if a European had to go to Dubai, they would get a better treatment than than someone from Asia, mm. you know? Yeah. I mean, honestly, like, that's the sad truth. Mm. Um, but I mean, I, I, I lived there five years. I honestly experienced it. Like, they're amazing people. They truly are amazing people and their intentions are pure. I just don't get, like, it's not a rule that people set or it's not like a saying that, oh my God, no, we can't mix with them because they're from there. It's just something that happens. I, I don't know why because mm. I know their intentions are pure. I just don't know why it happens. But, um, but yeah, like, that's the sad truth. Like, if a person w- were to come from the U.S., like, when I came, like, they thought I was American, so they treated me better, mm-hmm. you know? But, yeah, like, if a person w- were to come from the U.S. or from Italia or Germany or anywhere else, yeah. you know, um, he would get better treatment than a person that came from Philippines or yeah. or, or, or India or Pakistan. It's, it's a sad truth. Yeah, and I think that, you know, just having these kind of conversations, you know, having them more and more and, like, talking about the actual truth would probably help develop that change you know I have hardly heard anybody really out there speak about these things and I think this yeah. is probably the first time at least I've you know hearing it out myself and coming from you as well yeah. someone from Dubai so if anyone's listening out there if you know about these things you know have these conversations it's really really important you know probably for the yeah. betterment of the country as well I mean the country is so diverse mm-hmm. you have so many nationalities in that country all working together coming together <laughs> kind of like America but not exactly <laughs> not um, exactly exactly yeah <laughs> Hey everyone, this is Global Talks and Tunes. We're almost at the end of our episode with someone from Palestine, Saleh. Right? Yes. Let's have some concluding words. So what would you say to someone who's listening right now? What would you say to an American? If I would say anything to those Americans, I'd say um, to, to anyone listening to this show, it's very easy to make friends. It's very easy and it's very fun. You guys just have to be outgoing. You guys got to give people an opportunity. I mean, I came here. I came to Chicago not knowing anything. I came here to Chicago uh, leaving a Muslim country where with all my friends, you know, leaving a group of friends and family and everyone to, to a new city where I have no one except for my brothers, literally, you know. Um, and, I, and I was able to make friends and it was so easy. And now I have like so many friends that that, that, that that are so fun and so outgoing just because I went and I talked to them. You see what people always think is that, oh, if someone wants to be my friend, they have to come talk to me. No, I mean, it doesn't go like that. If you want to make friends, go and talk to people. Be outgoing. It differs if you're an extrovert or an introvert. I mean, that's a different case. But I mean, like, if you can, you know, like, you see someone, like, 
uh, in class or something, just say good morning right when you enter class. Or before leaving, say, hey, I, have you, I hope you have a great day. It's that simple, you know? And, um, and, and like after, after like a couple of weeks, you'll start to realize you're building connections with people. And this is great because you want to be able to come to college and you want to have friends with you, you know? Like you don't want to be sitting alone eating lunch or you don't want to um, like, you know, like sit alone in your break on your phone or something, you know? Like be outgoing. Be be like compassionate. Be friendly. Yeah. Exactly. Be friendly and compassionate, you know? Mm-hmm. And once you realize it, you'll have a lot of connections and like, and, and it comes in handy when you need something. Learning from people who are so diverse, it will teach you mm. about life outside of your own exactly. little bubble. Exactly. And that's and what the show is also all about. Yeah. It's for educate, you know, one of us to you know, know more about the other, kind of open ourselves to the global talk about yeah, life. Yeah, exactly. Basically. exactly. I mean, uh, another point I'd like to say is if you like, like, even like if they're older than you, it doesn't matter. Like, half of my friends are juniors. Like I'm, I, I, I'm serious. Half of them are juniors, and um, it's nice because I like becoming friends with people that are older than me. Because if I, if I'm sitting down with people that are older than me, I'm sitting down with people that are more mature. Which means I start to learn from them, and I start to mature at a younger age. Mm-hmm. You know, so they don't even have to be like, uh, like the, your your age or 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 like taking um uh, like becoming a freshman or, or a sophomore with you. You know, as long as like they seem friendly, I go up there and talk to them. You know, tell them, hey, I hope you have a great day. Hey, I like your shirt. Hey, your hair looks nice today. So if someone wants to connect with you after they hear the show, where can they reach out to you? You can reach out to me on my Instagram. It's um, S-A-L-E-H underscore A-K-H-R-A-S. That's my Instagram. You know, follow me. Um, it's a private account. I'll follow everyone back. And then if you see me on campus, like after you look at my pictures and you want to become friends, like, hey, just come and say hi and we'll socialize. You know, we'll talk. We'll have a great time together. Great. Thank you so much for coming on the show. Mm-hmm. It's been a pleasure. I've learned a lot about you and your country's S. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> well, on that note, guys, you've been listening to Global Talks in Tunes. Stick around next week. Same time, same place. This is Damina Menezes and I'll catch you next time.